you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The Iron Lady sings it. That makes it official. Welcome to the big show. I didn't do the fade out. There you go. As always, folks, we have the most brilliant minds and uh, inspiring people on the show. The CEOs, the billionaires, the White House presidential advisors, the Pulitzer Prize winners, the people who write these great books that share with you their knowledge, their expertise, their cathartic moments, the lessons of life, or what I always say on the show, stories are the owner's manual to life. And they're so important because that's how we learn from each other. That's how we, you know, we get other people to make mistakes for us, or hopefully they do. And then we learn from them so that we don't have to do them. But although some people like to try doing their own mistakes four or five times before they learn anything. But we have those people on the show too, as well. In fact, I think I'm the biggest guilty party of that as well. We had an amazing author on the show, a multi-book author who's going to bring a lot of positivity and inspiration to the show. Go to goodreads.com for Chess Chris Voss, linkedin.com for Chess Chris Voss, Chris Voss, one on the TikTokity, and Chris Voss, Facebook.com. She's the author of the latest book to come out June 6th. 2023 three minute happiness journal creating happy habits change your brain transform your life Kristen butler is on the show with us today she's a multi-book author and this book was just included in the grammy award bag that they give out you know the one they give to all the all the people who go to the grammys it's kind of got all the goodies in there all the little rewards and treats and stuff so her book was included in there you know, all the movie stars and all those people in Hollywood are probably reading the book and hopefully they're doing their journal and figuring out how to be happy because uh, I don't know. I know some movie stars that need to be more happy or something. Some of them just seem a little bit more disgruntled. I'm not going to name names. I don't know why I'm going down this road with that. Kristen Butler is the best selling author and CEO of Power of Positivity, a community with over 50 million followers globally. She was awarded Success Magazine's Emerging Entrepreneur in 2022. She is a leader, writer, and visionary in the personal development with a huge heart and captivating authenticity. Her mission is to uplift the planet. Well, she's going to have to work out some more. That that Earth thing's kind of heavy. She's going to, what was the Atlas? Is it Atlas that lifts the planet? There you go. But she's working on it. She's working on her upper arm strength. She passionately started Power of Positivity in 2009 after completely transforming life from rock bottom using the power of positive thinking. She contributes her transformation to a positive mindset, her relationship with God, and an active plant-based lifestyle. Welcome to the show, Kristen. How are you? Hey, thanks so much for having me, Chris. That was an amazing intro. I loved all of it, and you are hilarious. There you go. I hire myself out. People are like, can we hire you to go on the road with us and introduce us everywhere we go? So that's a side service. So we'll send you details. I love it. Dot com. Where do you want people to find you on the interwebs? Yeah, so my personal website is positivekristen.com, but my brand is powerofpositivity.com. Mm, the power of positivity. So give us a 30,000 overview of what this book is about and what's inside. 
Mm, So my latest book is about creating inner happiness because we're always trying to look for happiness outside of ourselves. And that's Mm -hmm. why we usually fall short and it's always the next thing. And so when you create inner happiness through your daily habits, that's when you can truly enjoy life and live more fulfilled and less stressed. There you go. And you've written a book, you've written three books. One is called let me see if I can pull it up here. I've got the one pulled up, The Comfort Zone, which was the main book. Is this a three-minute ex- book, an extension of what was in that core book in April of 23? So this is, you know, an actual book, right? My other two books are more journals where it's kind of, okay. kind of like part self-help and then an actionable guide that you can show up every day and start mm-hmm. taking action and changing your life. The Comfort Zone is kind of part memoir and then also part journey where you take an inner journey to explore what you are most comfortable with, where your skill sets are, what parts of life that you love most and how you can expand from that place. And so it's really redefining the comfort zone because society loves to say stuff like, Hey, the life that you want is outside of your comfort zone, or you're just not stepping outside (laughs) of your comfort zone enough. And it's not very helpful to people who want to change their life. And sometimes it's actually damaging to tell someone that they're not stepping out of their comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, I think Instagram's kind of guilty that they feed a lot of FOMO to people. Hey, you're not living your best life. If you're not on a private jet and I don't know, shopping for the most expensive purses on Rodeo drive and keeping up with the Joneses Mm -hmm. turns out about half of them are faking it on on Instagram. But it's true. You you know, you see it detrimental detrimental to people's self-esteem and their lives. And in fact, now, you know, I think a bunch of states are suing social media companies because they're like, hey, you guys are you guys are selling a bad bag of goods, a, a little too much hype. So tell us a little bit about your stuff. How did you grow up? What, what got you down this journey of finding positivity? We alluded to some of it in the bio. What was your upbringing and influences and got you down this road? Mm, Yeah, you know, growing up, you know, my mom was four kids, we were poor, we were on welfare. And so very early on, I was the oldest and I was always just trying to problem solve and figure out how can I fix this situation or how can I at least break this cycle so that when I'm older, I don't have to deal with these kinds of things. Like you said, you know, learning from someone else's story so you don't have to repeat it. And so at a very young age, I kind of got a bit obsessed with success Mm. And back then, the only thing that I really heard was step outside of your comfort zone, push yourself, work Mm. harder, you know, do more. And, you know, as a child and a daughter with a part of a family with three other children, you know, Mm. I needed that extra time and I needed that extra care that I didn't necessarily have. And so in school, I kind of struggled Mm-hmm. And had a bit of, I wouldn't say slow learning, but it definitely took me extra time. And mm-hmm. I started to realize, though, that if I studied more and I tried harder and I pushed myself, that I could change my circumstance. I could get better grades. I could befriend people if I if I did more, if I went over the top. And so mm-hmm. I really started this kind of overworking behavior at a very young age. And even in college, I filled my class schedule to the brim. I would work for my extra time. And so I never really had fun. I never had any work-life balance. I didn't have any kind of self-care routines. Mm -hmm. And over time that developed into burnout. I started having depression. 
anxiety, and all of that. And so what I learned from that experience is you really do have to create a balanced routine for yourself mm-hmm. unless you want to continue to spiral out and burn out and, and live that life where you're just constantly stressing and never feeling fulfilled. And you could you can really do that. And I think a lot of people do that. I think, you know, you're talking on your website, you were at 23, you were depressed, obese, bankrupt. You would lost your eBay business that had been shut down. So you couldn't ship your orders in time. Sounds like you kind of hit a, a cathartic moment there. Yeah. You know, like I said, I was constantly pushing myself and never giving myself the space to unwind, relax, have fun. I took life way too seriously Mm -hmm. and every area of my life was falling apart. I did find a lot of success, but then I would fall on my face and I would lose another business and I would fail again. Yeah. I was in bed for two weeks straight back then. And to me, it literally felt like I had failed so much that I should just give up. You know, I really had two options. Should I keep going or is this it for me? And Mm -hmm. so in those two weeks, it was like I had to start rebuilding. Mm -hmm. And from that place, gratitude really helped me. I had to remind myself like, hey, Kristen, you do have a bed to sleep on. You have a roof over your head. You know, I invested so much time into my business and no time into myself. Mm -hmm. So I had to start learning how do I care for myself? How do I prioritize what's comfortable? This whole time I've been pushing myself out of my comfort zone and relying on discomfort to fuel me. And so it was really like a backwards, more inward journey that I had to take. I think a lot of people go on that, you know, you, you, the hustle bro culture, the hustle culture, you know, it kind of preaches this, Hey, you always got to be hustling and working 24 seven and working on a deal and, and, and people fry out. I mean, it really is, it, you, 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 you know, there's, there's an endless amount of thing where you can, I mean, you can sit around all day long and be like, I'm going to be like Elon Musk. And, you know, it, and the reality is, is it, it takes a lot of luck and opportunity in being the right place, the right time, the right partner. I mean, there's so much that goes into the combination of becoming a billionaire and successful. Yeah, thinking you will your way to it is the odds of propensity are are so against you. It's not even funny. But people drive themselves mad with it. They'll they'll, Mm -hmm. see other people that are either presenting a fakeness of success or maybe they, you know, I'll see people, you know, waving money around and cars and everything. And, you know, you found out they, they got, they had some rich parents and they had something. There's, there's some people that do build their own money and their own success, you know, but those are usually far and few between usually it's inheritance or trust fund kids. And, and so you can't look at those people and be like, well, how come I'm not like them? Well, mm. you just weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth. eh? And even successful businesses, you know, I've owned a lot of businesses. It, it's hard to be successful, but you, you raised a good point. And this is something I found through my cathartic losses and moments of business and money was gratitude mm-hmm. and sitting down and going, wait, why am I focused on what I don't have? What do I have? And yeah, my life is, my life's pretty darn good right now. What do I have? And I've gone through some hard cathartic moments and, and, and now I have it on my schedule every Sunday that I have what we, I call gratitude Sunday. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's a day for me to refill my bucket. You know, you talked about emptying yours and, and not having anything left to give. And so it's a way for me to sit down, kind of ponder my life, 
look over things, plan the week, be grateful for everything, spend time with my little dog family, maybe go through my history, my archives, process my photos, you know, things that I care about. You know, I care about my dog photos, so I'm always putting those away and archiving them, make sure they're backed up. But a lot of people don't really take that into consideration of, of being grateful for what you have and how mm. it really contributes to abundance. Yeah, I love that because you're savoring the things that you're mm -hmm. that are most important to you that you're grateful for. And I think that is important, kind of either setting a day for that, mm -hmm. or if you can't, just moments throughout the day, whatever time you have, making sure that you are reflecting because it it does really become who you are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that really is what saved me. And so many people talk about gratitude. So it's like, oh, it's just everybody talks about it, or that's just too simple, or that's not going to solve my problem. But it's cool that the simple things actually are the most important. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. You have to reward yourself too. Like it's my day where Friday and Saturday are date nights. Sat Sunday is my day. So mm. I'll usually take myself out to a nice dinner. I'll try to go someplace where I can be reflective. During the summer, I would go out to a, a place that sits on the lake, and it's got a porch patio that sits on the lake and have a nice steak and just look at the view and enjoy mm -hmm. peace and quiet, play with the dogs in the yard. It's my day, basically. I mean, if you're, I suppose if you're, you know, in a relationship or family or something like that, you know, maybe that's a good day to really just appreciate your family and spend that quality time together. Maybe turn off all those electronic devices. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah. yeah. And but, we think uh, that um, mm -hmm. being more productive is, is going to be better for us or yeah. get us further, but we can't access like this flow state that they talk mm -hmm. about, right? Because we haven't had a time to unwind. And so I realized that when I balance or I add gratitude or I add these self-care practices that I actually can be more in the flow when I work. And so I don't have to overwork because I'm a human, I'm not a robot. And so <laughs> we've got to remember that, like we're not going to be able to just keep going and going and going and produce. Yeah. And it, it really helps me like once a week, Going out to a nice dinner, whether it's a date night or whether it's me just having my Sunday meal. It sounds like I'm having a last dinner meal, I don't know. <laughs> but my Sunday meal. It's 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 a reward for me that says, "Hey, you you kicked ass for another week. You did a good job." And so during the week, if I'm ever feeling like my bucket's getting drained, and I'm just like, "What the hell? Why am I?" You know, the, you know, whatever sort of things are creeping into my head, I can always go, "Hey, man, there's we're gonna refill the bucket on Sunday." Mm -hmm. And I kind of know that it's there and that really helps me stay grounded and stay grateful and go, okay, let's just buckle it down. Let's just uh, chew the elephant one bite at a time this week and we'll get through yeah. it. So getting totally. back to your, your book, three minute happiness journal, why, why three, why'd you call it the three minute happiness journal? Why, or why is the three minutes important? And uh, why didn't you go for 30 minutes? <laughs> mm. You know, people have busy lives and especially the people in my community, you know, when I, you know, give them an actionable process, they're like, you know, I don't have time for that. I don't have time yeah. for that. I'm too busy. You don't understand. And so I knew that I had to help them in a way that it could be quick. And mm -hmm. so there's three minutes in the morning and three minutes in the evening. Huh? And some of the things 
on the list might take a little time. So the entry actually does take three minutes. And it's funny because a lot of people have timed it and messaged me like this really does take three minutes. Thank you. But it's just kind of reminding because I feel like we just all need reminders. We need that checklist of like what is most important to us? What do we feel grateful for? What is going right? You know, what, do, what are the three priority things I need to do today? And so it gets your mind right in the morning and it starts your day in a more positive way because I think we all need that. There's just so much negativity that can come at us oh, yeah. that, you know, we can drown our day really quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So we fuel up in the morning and then in the evening, it's more of like a relaxing reflection, kind of like what you're talking about on Sundays. Like, mm-hmm. what were my wins? Like, what did go right? Because there's so many things that we could say, like, oh, that didn't go the way that I expected. Mm-hmm. But what did go as you expected or what went better as you expected or what mm-hmm. just went good, right? At least. Mm-hmm. And so you can write those down. Like, hey, it might be a small win. Like, even, hey, I called my dad or something. Like, wins mm. don't have to be huge. But when you reflect on that, you're able to sleep better at night because most of the time when we're having trouble sleeping, we're overthinking about all the things that we didn't do and we're in that really negative place. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to help them in a very easy and actionable way. There you go. And sometimes it's not about the big wins. Like, hey, we brought in X amount of dollars or, hey, we did this business deal. Sometimes it's, it's, it's like, hey, I told my loved one that I care about them. And we had a moment and, 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 you know, I recognize that this person is still really important in my life. The, uh, you know, it, mm. it, it's so important and, and gratitude is real. I'll tell a story as to why I think important uh, gratitude is really important because when we get hit with darkness, it's a problem. And so recently we, it became apparent my dog was drinking a lot of water. And I know from my previous dogs, that's cancer. So we're diagnosed with cancer and dealing with it now. And it was really hard of a hit because I've carried dogs through cancer. My last one was almost two years with hospice. And it was really hard doing that the first time. This time I'm a little bit more equipped for stuff. Yeah, it's it's just part of the gig. Mm. And so the first thing I did when, when the news hit, was I went, okay, let's sit down. What am I grateful for? What are our assets here? What do we have to deal with? Well, fortunately, I'm, I ha- I'm very empowered from doing our last cancer dog in, in extending their life and giving them great care and supporting them. Wow. I'm also, I also sat and looked. And so instead of, what I'm trying to say is instead of getting lost in the, oh, God, here it is again, why me? You know, all that darkness and feeling yeah. disempowered. Instead, I went to gratitude and I felt empowered. And I'm like, okay, so what steps can we do? Wow. What can we do now in the moment? My dog isn't gone yet. There's no use for me to bury her in my mind right now. There's no use for me to go through the grief process. There's going to be a time for that. So what I need to do is advocate for her and be empowered for her to get her the most that she can get out of her life, to get the most we can get out of tests and everything else. And so gratitude really saved me in that moment. And now we're living through like what you talked about, where at the end of every day, we're going, okay, today's a good day. And I'm focusing on the moments with her and what mm. times we're spending together. She's licking my hand right now underneath the desk, giving some kisses. So she must know I'm talking Aww. about her. And so, and so right now I'm focused on doing kind of what you talked about, those morning and nightly moments where 
I'm spending a little bit more, you know, it used to be, I would get up, brush by the dogs with my coffee, throw them a treat. And I'm like, I work, you know, guys. And now I'm doing the morning and night thing. Like you've talked about it where I'm like, okay, there she is this morning. Let's really enjoy this moment. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not focusing on the dread of, of when that time's going to come that, 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 that moment's going to happen when it happens and I'm going to cross that bridge when it happens, but we're not going to lose what this moment now. And so I love your morning and night thing. And I just wanted to pose that as a great example. Mm, yeah, that is a great example. What I'm hearing is like you use your, your grief, you, you've turned it into gratitude and that's mm-hmm. so powerful because grief is a hard emotion to kind of stay stuck in, yeah. you know, especially when you really care for someone, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like it never leaves, but you're using your experience for this experience, which is so important mm-hmm. for anyone dealing with grief. Yeah. And I, and the other thing, as I told myself, I'm like, look, don't barrier. The one of the mistakes I made with my other dog went through cancer previously is when we were day to day, or at least it seemed day to day, although the day to days end up lasting a year and a half. And so I was constantly burying her in my head. I was constantly getting lost. I was constantly going through grief and mm. I recognized how much time I lost in not engaging with her in the present and, and just enjoying the time we had together. Mm. And so that's where I'm at now is where I'm like, let's focus on gratitude. Let's focus on being present. Let's focus on enjoying the time and not wasting what we have. And, uh, and then there, there will be time for grief. I mean, I, if I sound like I'm in denial about bearing my feelings, no, there'll, there'll be a time, but yeah. there's no use in going through that yeah. now. And, but it's, it's empowered me in so many ways to, to go through that cathartic moment. And the first thing I went to is what are my assets? What should I be grateful for? Okay, we got a lot of knowledge on this. We got a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. We know how to do this. We've been down this road. So I, I love the concept of having this gratitude journal. So people can take and in the book, they can write these notes in there. Is that how it works? Yeah, every day. So in the morning, there are affirmations, Mm -hmm. there's gratitude, there's even a mental health check to just kind of be real with yourself with how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. But then also, how do you want to feel and then writing that down? Because Mm -hmm. I'm not about ignoring or numbing emotions, but I am about moving through them. So allowing ourselves, allowing us to guide our emotions instead of allowing our emotions to guide us. And like you were saying with gratitude, it brings you into that present moment. And I think that's what's missing. Oftentimes we're in the past or we're thinking about the future, but Mm -hmm. anything that can get you to be in that present moment to get off of your phone, right, is so important. So it's not like, you know, you have to truly journal out all of your thoughts and feelings. It's a very guided experience, especially for Mm -hmm. people who've never journaled. Journaling Mm -hmm. can be kind of intimidating. And so I kind of bring prompts and questions and really make it an experience that is, you know, the same every day. And so you, you build that routine, but it's also catered to you and how you're doing and your personal preferences with the prompts and the questions. Mm-hmm. There you go. And very uh, big on guiding people, but not necessarily telling them exactly what to do. Right. Because we're well, all so different. There you go. And it's set in a 90 day format. 
Yeah, the first one is a 60 day. And then my okay. community was like, hey, can we do this like a little longer? And so the second one is a 90 day journey because okay. research is now saying that it takes what, 66 days to form yeah. a habit. And so I figured, you know, extend it to 90 days to really implement these things so that when you're waking up, you're automatically thinking about what you're grateful for. There you go. And that's a great way to wake up. You know, I'd had years ago, I, I, I had gone on, I think I turned 50. So it was a big number and I gone on and, and I, I do a lot of performative jokes. And, and so sometimes I'll go on and, you know, complain or bitch about something and everybody, you know, I'll probably try and put a funny slant on it. You know, it's, it's like a stand up bit I'll do on, on Facebook. Like, oh, poor is me. Woe is me. You know, stupid me. And I, I was complaining about turning 50 and being facetious about it. And someone wrote me and they just go, in the comments and it hit me like a like an arrow and they go hey you know what chris you should quit complaining there's a whole lot of people <laughs> who would have loved to make it to 50 that aren't here right now so maybe just shut up mm. <laughs> and it hit me like a ton of bricks i'm like holy crap and so, you know what you said waking up every morning and being entering that frame of gratitude like hey i i woke up man there's there's a lot of people that unfortunately don't wake up yeah and uh, I've, I've, I've tried that a couple of times with too much vodka the night before, but unfortunately I still woke up, but uh, with a mean hangover, but you know, waking up with that, with that mentality sets your day straight. I think it really makes a difference. And then of course, going to bed with that. I think it, it attracts more positive experiences too. Yeah. 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 I feel like. If we're waking up in a negative mood, then we're going to just kind of spiral down that route and we don't even realize it, right? But then if we can intentionally kind of grab those thoughts, which we all have and say, like, no, I'm not going to think like this. I'm going to think about what is going right. You know, especially when you're going through some immense challenges, like what you were talking about. It's like, you have to really grab those thoughts and say, no, I could go down that route, but I'm going to go down this route. And it really serves you so much better. There you go. Let's talk about some of the offerings you do on your websites, or if you want to plug any of the other books. I know she had like have a texting service. People can text you. You've got huge mm. social media followings. People can follow your wares there. Do you do any, I know you do some speaking. Do you do any, um, do, you, do you have any communities or any coaching that you do? Yeah, I am working on opening up some group coaching and so I'm really excited about that. But I do have a course called the Negativity Detox. And really what this is, is it helps you go through your thoughts. I guide you and help you kind of go through some of that negative self-talk that really is, you know, stubborn sometimes, right? And kind of get it out of there and help you with more positive affirmations about what's going right and about your life. So the Negativity Detox is a guided course where you can watch it on demand. Mm -hmm. And it really helps you with mind, body, and soul. All of these areas that kind of get cluttered. If you think about, you know, your house when everything's just cluttered everywhere and you can't really think straight about what you need to focus on. And to even really feel good when everything's just cluttered up. So you kind of go in there and clean yourself internally, clean those thoughts, reprogram them. And that's how you can truly live a positive life. Because like I said, I'm not mm. about toxic positivity where you're just like, oh, I'm fine. And you're stuffing it down. Because that's how I end up in rock bottom. I was like, I'm totally fine. Everything's going just so great. And I'm stuffing everything down and I'm numbing it. That's the toxic positivity people are talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about 
creating a lifestyle that serves and helps you every day. Because yeah, we're humans, we're going to have challenges, we're going to have negative thoughts, things are going to be difficult. But if you create a life that really helps foster positivity, that's true, authentic positivity. And that's what I'm about, not ignoring things and just putting on rose colored glasses. Yeah. I think some people think that about positivity. They're like, if I just, you know, cover my eyes, nose and ears, those hear no evil, see no evil, be no evil and go la 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 la. That somehow that's positivity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do they say? Ignorance is bliss. And sometimes I think like, wait, was, was I, was that like true for me at times? And I think it yeah. was right. But but it's going to always surface in some way. And so we better address it when we can and when we notice it, right? Instead yeah. of just ignoring it. There you go. Ignorance is bliss, but <laughs> stupidity is completely different, people. I know some people on Facebook that they use the, they think ignorance is bliss, but they're really using stupidity and moralism. <laughs> so we won't talk about those people today because I'm being negative. The uh, So you got a lot of great offerings, a lot of ways that people can help themselves a three minute positivity journal so is that is that very a little bit different than the three minute happiness journal yeah in the intro i have a 50 page guide and so right. if you are new to positive thinking or even living a positive lifestyle using affirmations building a healthy routine i kind of dive into all of that so every aspect of the journal the journal entries is explained in the beginning and understand that some people are just, you know, finding out about this for the first time. And when I first started discovering it, I didn't really understand it. And so I wish I created a guide that I wish that I had a decade and a half ago when I was just really starting to come out of the rock bottom that I was in. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, it's great that you're inspiring people and sharing your journey. I see uh, there's a picture on your website. I think of you and your husband and you guys have lost some considerable weight and you have your pants there. So good yeah. for you. And, uh, you know, I, we, we go through these cathartic moments in life where we lose our identity. We think we're losing everything. You know, we've, we've put our identity. I think that's what a lot of people do wrong. That's what I did wrong. You know, they built up that their identity was a lot of material things. And then when those material mm. things, you know, are lost, they feel like they lost their identity. And then they're lost themselves because they, they built their whole identity around that. And one thing I learned over all the years of, of loss and cathartic moments was as long as they still have me, like I still have that gratitude point of view where like, what are my assets? Okay. I got my health. I'm breathing. I got my mind. I built a lot of companies. You know, in 2008, I lost my whole empire of companies we built for nearly 20 years. And basically, you know, nothing wow. was working either when that happened. Our biggest company was a mortgage company. So uh, that went right off the cliff. And uh, so I lost all my identity. I lost wow. everything. And so I had to rebuild. And one of the things that had helped me was I'd gone through a cathartic moment years earlier when I lost my business partner. And I learned that it had been me the whole time who was the the proponent of everything who was kicking ass, taking names and, and had built everything. And so it was like, okay, well, I still got me and I have certain talents and skills. I sound like uh, it's his face from, from that one thing. I'm a man of certain talents and skills. I will find you <laughs> the uh, ransom, but uh, Liam Neeson, but you know, I, I realized that I had certain assets and talent and skills, you know, just like the example I gave with my dog recently, I real I sat down and said, okay, 
this is this is a moment you know we, we can have a little bit of sadness but we're not over yet the fight's not over we're not going to quit the fight we're going to go out and into the ring and we're going to put up the good fight but we can't we can't cripple ourselves by not be, being empowered let's mm-hmm. let's figure out what it is and so it, it made so much of a difference in the approach to it and the mindset and and hopefully you know finding opportunities and so yeah just something i recommend to everybody to take advantage of so do it people yeah <laughs> yeah you're you're yeah wise man there because it's so true it's like when you are kind of at a rock bottom or when you have nothing left, you kind of have to gather yourself and say, well, what do I have? And that is a form of gratitude because for me, when I was rebuilding, it was like, well, what do you like to do? What are you good at? And for me, it was social media. And back then a decade and a half ago was social media was not what it is today. And my family was even like, how are you going to make money from social media? (laughs) Everyone's like, are you nuts? You know, because it wasn't even a thing. Like this was even before Facebook, but I was helping people with their social media and growing. And that was something that I loved and, Mm -hmm. and I love to write. So I'm like, I'm going to gather these skills. I don't have my business anymore and I can't restart. I can't just be a power seller again. It took Mm -hmm. years and years to, to build. And so I just had to go from, well, what do I like to do? What's an easy thing that I can begin today and how Mm -hmm. can I help other people? And we have to do that, but we don't, feel like we can rebuild when we're in that place but that mindset shift is really everything because we we do have a world of experience that's still there even if it feels like we have nothing there you go and i like what you told the example of of how you you lost everything in your i guess your ebay business or your business there and you mm-hmm. and you turned it into social media and you you looked at helping others as opposed to just yes. sitting around with a pity party going woe is me and you look to help others. And that's a really important aspect of think of that gratitude position because you're like, what are my assets? What can I do to help other people? And throughout my life, when I've had cathartic moments, I've gone, why don't I go help some other people? I, I don't have anything, but I, I do have the will to help people and be positive to change. One of the things, I haven't talked about this for a while on the show, but it's it's it was in the show ad nauseum at one point. But back in 2020, when COVID hit, we lost an extraordinary amount of money because we used to do shows and travel and and uh, interviews, and it was it was a huge. I mean, it was just w- watching money burn in six figures, mm-hmm. and and it just if everybody remembers what COVID was like, it was just punch after punch. You know, we'd be like, okay, well, we lost that show, it canceled, but maybe this thing all be fixed by next month. Okay, that show got canceled, you know, and and it just it just all it was being taken away that we built for years and so i remember being really depressed and i was like oh my god it's 2008 all over again and i you know we'd had a this podcast that we built for nine years that we mostly had talked to silicon valley stuff you know tech stuff and tech ceos my friend robert scoble he put on he put on facebook this really important thing he says here's what you do right now where everything's going to hell he goes you either be you become one of two people either be a lifter and lift other people or find a lifter and that's what you need to do right mm. now be a lifter or find a lifter and that triggered me in saying oh okay all right and i'm i'm a leader by natural state i, li- I like to think and so i sat down and I go okay i want to be a lifter because i don't want to be 
I don't want to have to go find a lifter and I'm not a good follower and I don't work well with others. So I, I said, okay, so what am I going to do? So I looked at my assets and I go, I still have a great podcast and I'm just great on it. Sweet build, but I don't really want to, I don't really care about Silicon Valley. I don't care about Google and who gives a shit about Apple iPhones and Androids and stuff. Like we're, we're in a crisis where everyone can lose their life uh, or potentially and lose loved ones. And so how am I going to lift people? So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to use the podcast to lift people. And we opened up the scope of the podcast to all sorts of book owners like yourself, writers like yourself, and, and everything else. And we're like, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And I'm going to try and use the show to uplift people, inspire people, and teach them great stuff. Like with having guests like you on, it's going to make people more positive and change people's lives and improve the world. You know, who, who cares what AI is doing this week? And so that's what we reformatted the show to. And the show really mm. stuck and it's increased its audience by, we just did the numbers, of, I think it's 1,405% that we've wow. done in the last four years. So, it was the greatest thing for the show. I love the show more now than I love it ever before. But that was a moment where, again, that gratitude bottom, we decided that, you know, like you did where you helped other people. I said, well, screw it. If we're going to lose hundreds of thousands of dollars overnight, I'll just go help people because that's all I got left. It's all that's, that's all that's left in the bank account mm. now, helping other people. So hell with it. We're just going to do that. that and we'll figure out yeah. how to make it work. Yeah, you had positive intentions and it wasn't about you. It was about the other people. And I had a similar experience starting Power of Positivity mm. because after I had begun helping other people with their social media, with their businesses, with their marketing, Facebook launched pages. And I was like, well, I'm not going to make it about work, <laughs> you know, because I was in this work-life balance thing where I'm like, well, I can't make it about work because then I'm going to be overworking. Mm -hmm. And so when I really reflected on the last few years, I was like, it was really positivity that changed every area and, and embracing a more positive lifestyle. And so that's how Power of Positivity started. It was just kind of like a hobby. I just wanted to help people, tell mm -hmm. them about what I was doing that was helping me and just sharing quotes and inspiration at, you know, at the time. And we didn't monetize for like four years after that. It was just wow. us every day posting consistently and helping people. And I think when you come from that perspective, Mm -hmm. the sky's the limit because you're yeah. moving with a serving attitude versus a selfish attitude. Yeah. We talk about that in leadership, servant leadership. We talk about that in business, mm. entrepreneurs, you know, serving other people, helping other people achieve their goals. It makes all the difference in the world. So there you go. Any final thoughts or tell people to pitch out how they can onboard with you. Maybe they can reach out to you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I love Instagram. So positive Kristen on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn and Kristen Butler on LinkedIn. And so, yeah, I'm just all about helping people create a more positive lifestyle so they can have a more positive mindset and really achieve those goals that are in their heart that feel like they're they're too much or that they're not possible because they're totally possible. And that's what brings me the most passion. <laughs> There you go. Uh, helping others, man. We've been told some great stories here during the show. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Kristen. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. It was great. I loved hearing all of your stories and you have some great advice as well. I love it. There you go. When you find yourself in those dark moments uh, where you want to throw a pity party or you want to go, woe is me, best thing to do is get empowered, especially if you've got a 
advocate for other people and and just say what am i asked this right now what should i be grateful for and it really changes the whole paradigm shift and it it you know in in my case it helps for a lot of different things and in and you know there's there's you need that empowerment to fight the battle that you're going to go through mm. or whatever you're going through but it makes all the difference because it puts that positive spin on it so i love gratitude and I'm I'm glad that I've gotten really good at it. As you mentioned, you know, I, I seem to be good at it now, but it used to be good at it, but I practice yeah. a lot because life tends to throw us off. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's what it is. It's just practice. We all just need to yeah. practice. Yeah. I could totally. do with less practice life. You know, I got this down. Can we stop doing this lesson already? Anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cancer and dogs. What can you do? And people. So there you go. Thanks, Christopher, for coming on the show. It's, you know, it's part of the gig. I, one of the things I looked at, and I used to say this all the time with my other dog was this is part of the gig. You go into it knowing that there's a high probability this is going to happen. So if it's part of the gig, Mm -hmm. you, you've, you bought into it, you accepted the risk, you mitigated it. And you, you, your job is to get as much love and care and, and curation that you can to make another spirit, you know, enjoy the the time that they have, you know, that it's going to be a 12 to 15 year run, 10 year, you know, if you're lucky, be happy that you got whatever time you got. And, and, you know, I remember after the loss of my dog, I don't want to make the show all about me, but I want to use this as a, as a good example for people to, to blueprint off of. But I remember thinking about how much time I lost and there was a lot of drinking that went on with my last dog when she had cancer. And there were so many moments I missed and time I missed in mm. burying her before she was buried in my head and, and worrying about it and crying about it and drinking over it and hangovers. And when really I should have been spending more time with her and just making more moments. And I think, you know, if you're a mm. family and your children, your your wife or husband, your significant other, your loved one, your mother, your father, you know, whoever you have in your life, you know, you can't get that time back. And so spending that time in appreciating them yeah. and having gratitude for them and realizing the value of your life. Because I think one thing we learned from 2020 is people can be teching from you an instant. They can walk out that door in the morning and some sort of accident can happen or something and they're gone. And so being in that moment of constant gratitude, mm. like with what you do in a spouse of the journal, I think it's really important because then you, the, you, you have those moments captured and you have those values and you're not being dismissive of them and uh, you'll appreciate it more. So folks order up the book where refined books are sold. Mm. The three minute happiness journal, create happy habits, change your brain, transform your life and i can guarantee you it'll make a difference for you thanks to christopher for coming on the show thanks for honest for tuning in go to goodreads.com for trust chris foss linkedin.com for trust chris foss this is be on the big linkedin newsletter so subscribe to that and all the other places we're on the internet thanks for tuning in be good to each other and be gratitude and happy and all that good stuff thanks for tuning in be good to each other stay safe and we'll see you guys next time and there you go